I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. Tony Rousseau, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva. A podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Um, and about education. And about education and about reptiles and about podcasts. And we got all sorts of fun stuff to talk about today. But before we do that, we'd like to thank our sponsors each week. Our sponsors, each week our sponsors are the drinks that we drink. Setting that aside, each week I say, just send us a note and say, hi, my name is Joe. I want to be a sponsor. And then we will say, hey, this week the podcast is sponsored by Joe. It is free. It costs you no money and not one of you. And I know that you're listening, but yep. not one was even sent the email yet. So I would I would, I would, would recommend doing that. Um, you can right. buy Tony Russo at gmail.com. That is B-Y-T-O-N-Y-R-U-S-S-O at gmail.com. Um, or you can email me at Todd at gcflproductions.com. Also easy to spell, maybe easier to understand right off the bat. He didn't even have to spell Todd or anything. <laughs> Two D's. This week, this week I am sponsored by Black Coffee. Oh, um, fun. And the lack of my shouting might indicate to you that there is a baby sleeping in the other room, hence the Black Coffee, the earlier recording time. <laughs> right, right. That's perfect. Um, actually, interestingly enough, uh, my sponsor is Aha Sparkling Water. And uh, there's a reason for this that maybe we'll get into. Maybe we won't. Um, but I also have a sleeping baby behind me of the uh, canine variety. So we'll see yeah, how it we'll sparks. You can just say, shut up. I'm going to have to get out of the room. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've said very recently uh, after getting the new puppy, Iris, and doing some training, uh, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to crate train children as well. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's an, a, it's an interesting point. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting point, Todd. You're wrong. Uh, I, I, well, the reason I was going to, I was going to agree with you because actually my grandson was here. Um, my, I have two grandchildren. One is actually had to have a little minor surgery. And so he's across the bay getting that done. Everything's fine. It's a really tiny thing. Um, but, so I just have the one of them today and I brought him over here and I was writing and he was playing, you know, in my office and I have child friendly things in my office. And then he walked over to my um, power switch and turned it off. Oh, funny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's right. He loves buttons. Yeah. You have to put that someplace. You know, I haven't really had uh, babies in the house for, for two years, a year and a half because of the mm -hmm. pandemic. So I forgot to rebaby proof my life. Right. And thank God. Like, you know, we talk about people like kids, not knowing what life was like before the internet and things mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that. Simple things like not knowing that when my, like 15 years ago, if you pushed that button, I might've needed to buy a new computer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it could have started a fire today when I booted it back up, even though I was writing online, it was right where I left it. Everything oh, yeah. had auto saved and right. Um, and that's, uh, you know, 
there's a, there were a handful of engineers that were sitting around and, uh, you know, a number of years ago that had the same conversation and their, and their grandson came up and hit the button and like, okay, we need to fix this. Yes. <laughs> Thing number one, the auto seed needs to be every two seconds and yep. it needs to not, because I mean, it's also because computers are faster because there's always been an auto save, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the frustration of back in the day, um, if you were writing in word and it went into auto save, uh, it would just stop the computer and you would have to sit there and watch it auto save. And it only took like three or four seconds, but it was still like, I was in the middle of something. It's still, it's still like interruption. Yeah. And well, so I- you had to either turn off the auto save and risk losing all your work. <laughs> It's like I like to I like to live dangerously. Uh, I like turn off the autosave and just roll with it. So the other I'm sorry, back back to the introduction. So you can find us socially. Um you can find me socially at by Tony Russo on all the social media. Um where can find Todd and where can you find us? Uh you can find us on the Good Clean Fun Life YouTube page or or Facebook page or Instagram. You can also find a dedicated Instagram four day drinking on Delmarva. I posted today a picture of a bucket of Tito's passion, passion fruit crush, which we had at uh, coconuts and the beach in ocean city. One of the few places you can still uh, purchase drinks from waitresses, waiters on the beach and, uh, and enjoy your crush legally. And uh, at the water's front, which is which is very nice. I I know that this is kind of a this is a point where we're never going to agree, and I understand <laughs> that. Um, so, what does crush mean then? Does it just mean buy this one? It's probably sweet enough. It it a crush by definition is the fruit is fresh and hand squeezed. Ah. So a passion fruit crush had had grapefruit, vodka, deep eddy vodka. Tell me. It was grapefruit, fresh grapefruit, fresh squeezed, grapefruit and squeezed, and guava juice. Not fresh squeezed, guava not juice. fresh squeezed guava and juice, and a passion fruit vodka. So, um, and it was also a promotion that uh, they are doing with the Worcester County Humane Society, where they charge an, a dollar extra for the drink, and that dollar goes to the Humane Society. And I'm all for that. Absolutely. I, I, I need to do I need to do one more quibble. I thought you said Tito's and then you said passion fruit vodka. And that can't be the case. Uh, you know, I read. No, it's a. Yeah, you're right. What? No, it's a deep eddy. It was a. No, that was you're thinking of a different one. Hmm. I don't only know be, what. Uh, only because, as you know, I was upset that Tito's stole my beer flavored beer to use vodka flavored vodka. <laughs> vodka. Yes. And so if they if they've started putting out. Um, flavored vodkas, they've got a lot of billboards to take down. Right, right. <laughs> and it was in a deep eddy bucket. Basically, I don't know what I was drinking on the beach in Ocean, in Ocean City. And it was refreshing. Oh, mm-hmm. it and it bus. benefited homeless animals. What else do you want? Just tell I me mean, leave me the hell alone. Yeah, Why right? Being pushy? Why do I hate homeless dogs? Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> we have a couple of homeless dogs. No, I mean, we have a couple of rescue dogs right here behind behind me. Um, so this week I had, a, I had plenty going on this week. I can't remember last week if I mentioned the book club, but I'm pretty sure I did. You did? Um, the book this, club that happened here in Berlin? The book club that was there in Berlin. Um, this week I had a little bit more book stuff that I wanted to talk about because I was on a podcast with 
a reptile. I was on a reptile believer podcast last night. Really? And it was, and it's built and it's billed as a reptile. Like it, I'll tell you the whole story. Absolutely. Yeah, so I go through, I try to get booked on podcasts because I believe in them. I continue to do them. And I also, um, you know, want to sell more books. And I had looked at this podcast and said, Oh, I should, you know, I should see if they want to have me on. And then I looked at the description and I listened to a little bit and I'm like, Oh no, no, they, there's no way they want me on. And then they reached out just recently and they're like, why haven't you been on the show yet? And I said, all right, well, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. And so this was, you know, a very, very Christian person Hmm. who is, you know, very pro Alex Jones and very pro, um, or at least open to the reptile uh, conspiracy. And he had me on for like an hour and a half. Oh boy. And it, like, is Alex Jones a, a, a reptile, a reptilian believer or, or promoter? I don't know what, like, I've got to say, I don't know for sure. Okay, good. Neither um, do I. I've, I've never, I've never listened to Alex Jones. I know that Alex Jones is just a, a professional big mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, who who says things that are demonstrably untrue mm-hmm. um he's big into the nwo so that mm-hmm. i know i know that he's a big nwo that it stands for new world order um believer and you know he he tries to get other people to see the truth about the new world order so that's the same thing as reptilians i mean what was really interesting is you know i had a great conversation we had a fantastic conversation i'm not as bad as at talking of to people of faith as you might think (laughs) (laughs) um and you know we we just we just had a really really interesting conversation again this is the second one in a row that went an hour longer than i thought it was going to go and also where I am, I didn't really get to plug my book very much. Mm. You know, I just talked about the history of religion and Bible prophecy and things like that. Right. And he 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 enjoyed me as, as a guest. He asked me to have him back on. I'm not going to repeat some of the things that we disagreed about because I would hate to think that anyone needs to be convinced about a lot of the things we were talking about. But yeah, one of the... Um, one of the important parts, one of the important history of Christianity things um, that I learned, I'm sorry, I knew it before, but I didn't understand it until I was doing my research into Sherry Schreiner, is that, and this is for the non-Christians, the lapsed Christians in the, uh, in the audience, um, there's a guy, his name is Paul. He's sometimes called Paul the Apostle, although he was not an apostle. Um, and he is responsible for most of what Christians believe as Christians. Um, you know, Peter who, you know, Jesus left Peter in charge and, um, I don't know if he didn't do a very good job, but Peter and Paul didn't get along. They thought that Christianity should be two different things. Paul thought it should be pretty much the way it's turned out now. And Peter thought it should be more like a spinoff, a closer spinoff of Judaism than it turned out to be. The reason this is interesting is because Sherry and people like her um, argue that 
Paul was working for the devil and not for God. Mm. And if you're not familiar, listeners, I mean, I know that I know that Todd is, but if if you're not familiar with the story of Paul in the road to Damascus, there was this guy. His name was Paul. Uh, his name actually, his name was Saul, and um, he was riding his horse one day and apparently mean to the Jews. And I'm sorry, apparently mean to the Christians, the new sect of of Judaism that was still Christianity at the time. And he sees this big white light and it knocks him off his horse. And it says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul says, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I'm Jesus and you're making my life really hard and you should stop. And so then Paul was blind for a little while, you know, and then he was cured and he went about to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, The question is, he was the only one there. So do we know that it was really God Uh or could it have been the devil? Right. And there's more evidence that it was the devil than that. There was that it was God Um, because Paul was quote quote unquote evidence. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, no, Paul was the one who said we don't have to follow the Jewish uh, food rituals anymore. Right. Um, Well, that's a very devilish thing to say. That is a very like if God says, hey, listen, totally don't eat pork. I'm not kidding. And yeah. then Paul comes around and says, yeah, you can eat pork. That's the Jews don't eat pork, but we're Christians. So we can, we can eat pork. Right. And all of those things, like many of the, many of the Christian, many of the ways that Christianity differs from Judaism mm-hmm. um, are because of Paul. Right. And that means that the question that you want to ask uh, Christians, broadly speaking, is do they think Paul was working for the devil or not? Um, and of course it's easier to say that Paul was not working for the devil because then you get to still have bacon, but you know, I, it sounds like a, it sounds like a marketing meeting where we're like rebranding. It's like, all right, we need to, you know, come up with some new things. We need to consider like, what are some popular things? What are some unpopular things? Very, very much. What is going to catch on? What is going to make this religion grow? Mm -hmm. And and again, so so that's a that's a real that's a real legitimate problem that people don't like to talk about for some reason. I mean, if Paul was if Paul had actually met the physical Jesus before he got off, you know, then he could say, well, Jesus said this. Uh, Peter said Jesus said this, but I think he really meant this. Like he'd have a better argument. But Paul right. just said one day I saw a light and the light told me to tell you these things. And we have to believe that even if Paul believes that it was God telling him to undo all of these things, that doesn't mean that it was God. It very easily could have been the devil, which is what Cherry Shriner says. And, well, and this very much sounds like the plot of the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Is Dr. Strange actually Dr. Strange or is he the devil? Is that true? Is that what that's about? Mephisto. Mephisto. There's, there's, there is some speculation. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a nerd deep dive that I just kind of. I haven't. In is that. that officially leaked on the internet yet? Because I haven't seen the the, the trailer came out this week, and uh, I tried to contain my, uh, you know, excitement. But I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, you know, a big fan of uh, all things Marvel and you know, so much to even listen to some of the, like the, the breakdown stuff. Another quick grandson story is my oldest grandson is obsessed with 
Spider-Man and the song Spider-Man from the mm-hmm. cartoon. And he knows all the words. So we sing it over and over and over again. And is he strong? Listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. Listen, he's got radio rack. He's got radioactive blood is not an answer to, is he strong? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, is he strong? Well, yeah. he's in chemotherapy. That's, <laughs> that's not well, right. You know, he's got, he's, he's, I mean, it could be, you know, maybe he's like this, like he, he, he's, you're, we're willing strength on him because he is in chemotherapy. Well, and, and also there's the implication that, you know, that he happens to be above you on a thread when you ask, can he swing from a thread? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a city of 8 million people. What are yeah. the odds? Yeah. <laughs> that he's going to be right over you when you ask that question. <laughs> So I yeah. think that song needs to be revisited. But other than right. that, my, my grandson thinks it's the best song ever written. It's a pretty good song. My my younger one, my youngest one is more of a fan of the Ramones and can dance Fun. along to Blitzkrieg Bop and say, hey, ho, let's go. That's and amazing. If you've ever seen an 18 month old go, you know, hey, ho, hey, ho, hey, ho. It's it's pleasant. It's, yeah, it's pleasant. That um, that that brings a smile to my face. And that, yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a great image too. You know, my 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 grandparents were were listening to Perry Cuomo, who I'm sure had his own appeal, but mm-hmm. it's not the Ramones. Like, yeah. if if our generation has anything going for it, it's the Ramones. It's like we can yeah. always say, yeah, like yeah, the Ramones. I mean, all right. We also have, although I'm not a fan, uh, I, I I haven't been a fan of rap. We also do have, you know, rap as kind of our 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 generational like that happened. Yeah, it, it happened while I was alive, and uh, yeah, I have a long thing about rap that I don't want to get into now, but we can get into it some other time. Hmm, that would be interesting because I want to talk to you about your one cool thing, which is being called the podcast guy. So I have been doing this for a long time. I, unlike you, don't do a whole lot to. I believe in the medium of podcasts. I love it. I uh, and uh, I listen to many, but I don't. I haven't taken your advice to to try to go on other podcasts to promote my own podcast. Mm. Um, but uh, I've talked about it several times on the show. We started uh, Dewey Raw. We started it years ago. And it's, you know, this weird uh, sort of, uh, you know, combination of all these things because I, I film it live and then it's more of like, I, I always called it a party podcast because there's kind of people floating in or out. So it, it's probably not the the most purely listenable, but we've been doing it a little bit more controlled and a little bit uh, with more direction. We've also been doing it live on the Starbirds, Facebook and YouTube, and they have a huge following. Um, So we were at an event last night. It was a fundraiser for, uh, uh, for uh, somebody up in in Dewey beach. I was talking with this guy who, who I've met a couple times. Is the fundraiser over? Yeah, it was it was a fundraising event that we were that we just happened to be at. Are they still taking money? They're still taking money. Should I well, mention who are the they? Can people send them money? It's a it's a it was a fundraiser for uh, our friend and fellow business owner in uh, Dewey Beach at the uh, Ty Hudson at the uh, Dewey Beach Surf Shop, who was in a scooter accident, got actually got hit by a driver an irresponsible driver and has, has been facing a lot of, uh, a lot of physical therapy and a lot of, uh, surgeries and broken arms and legs and 
Yeah. So it was a fundraiser for him. Um, you didn't tell and- me cause you knew I would lose my fucking mind, huh? <laughs> Maybe, maybe how many, so. how many people are going to have to be debilitated before they hold these scooter people accountable? Yeah, I, it's, it's, oh, uh, I ran, I, I, I gave, I gave a motorbike to a drunken 24 year old and he killed your husband. Sorry for your luck. He signed a waiver that said he wouldn't be a drunken 24 year old. I'm not responsible. And then the state says, that's absolutely the case. You can just hand this, these, these machines over to irresponsible maniacs and if they kill someone well you know better to decrease uh, the surplus population Absolute well he, scum here here's here's the plot twist tyler was the one on the scooter the irresponsible driver was in a car and the uh the main mode of transportation even for business owners in dewey beach where there's no parking a lot of times is scooter and oh i'm sorry i was i was still on ocean city a friend of mine a friend of ours was nearly killed by a person in a scooter in ocean city and i'm still a little head up about it i'm not gonna lie (laughs) as you can tell (laughs) as and for good and for good reason that what would happen would happen in that situation was 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 awful. So and I'm sorry. A, he, I'm sorry he got hurt on the scooter, and I'm sorry that the insurance didn't cover it. And it wasn't yeah. a rental scooter, though; it was his own personal scooter. It, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, that was that was his his way of getting around. In the words of the great Gilder Radner, "Never mind." <laughs> um, the, uh, the however the this wonderful event that that we had uh to to support him and and all of the you know the medical stuff not covered and the or the lack of business or lack of you know all of those gaps to be yeah, filled yeah 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 um we should talking still, to somebody I mean, we should still support him and and people oh, yeah. still send send the money i i i just the scooter thing threw me off i'm sorry no 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 problem um the God is like i purposely didn't say it why don't you trust me for one <laughs> And I'm like, no, I know what your triggers no. are. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, wait till I admit to you that I'm going to see Michael Franti at Secrets tonight. Oh, that's exciting. Are you really? <laughs> yes. Tell a, guy that I don't, I, a guy that I don't know at a place that I hate. <laughs> um, was he in a different band or is he just a guy? He's a guy. He was in Michael Franti and Spearhead. So oh, right. maybe but he was not, he wasn't like a red hot chili pepper or anything like that. No, no, not to my knowledge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the fundraiser. So sorry. What an so the, <laughs> so, so the fundraiser. Uh we're we're you know talking with a bunch of people up in the in the Dewey market and uh, uh and a guy who I'm talking to he's like, "Hey man, you're the podcast guy." I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And I, all that I wanted to say about it was um, we do this show live on the, the Starbirds page, which uh, like I mentioned, has a huge following. And uh, like my intent was always is like, okay, we're going to just jump on real quick and say what's coming up entertainment wise. I'm going to have a chat with the general manager. We can uh, answer people's questions. We can just kind of chat about what's happening in and around town, you know, really low bar stuff. Um, but this guy said the best thing to me. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I am, I am your target market. And he's probably like the one guy who is the target market who is like sitting at his desk in Wilmington, 
uh, on Friday afternoon, finishes his lunch, two o'clock, gets the notification, watches the, is like, and, and this is what he said to me. He's like, I feel like that's where my weekend starts. You oh, know? wow. That's great. That's, that's and very I, nice. And, and, and literally that's my, that was my intent. And, uh, you know, we have, we have a handful of followers. We have a couple dozen, like not, uh, you know, nothing, nothing extraordinary, but like we've always said, even about this show, you put all of our listeners in a room at one time. It's like, that's a lot of people that we're reaching. Yes. So people who care, like, like talking to people who care is more important than talking to plenty of people who don't care. That's the thing about podcasts is it's not, it's not the same as radio. Like people put on radio in the background. You know, right. A lot of times when people put on a podcast, they put it on to listen to it. Yeah. As opposed to drown the silence of their incoming oblivion. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A few listeners who care is worth way more than a bunch of listeners who don't care. Yeah. So I, and I, I really felt uh, like, I don't know, vindicated or, you know, like I, an idea that I had, that I've put minimal effort into other than like trying to, you know, time it right is working for at least one person. So I like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm going to ride that high for the next, uh, for the next three, four days. And, uh, and, and yeah, and call myself the podcast guy because one guy, one guy gets it. That's, that's fine. You, you, you can open for Dave, the fruit guy. If he ever does a show here in town. You Todd, the podcast guy opens for Dave, the fruit guy. Hey, that would be good. We could just be talking about fruit. Um, I don't want to take a, and what, and what Dave does with fruit. I, I don't want to take too hard a right, but um, it looks as if I'll be at least temporarily or um, part-time returning to local journalism. And okay. I figured I wanted to, I wanted to talk that up a little bit this week. I am um, working on a feature for a new publication called the Delaware Independent. And I'm so excited that someone did it because I wanted to do it, but I don't have the organizational skills or really the will um, and possibly not the talent, but certainly not the organizational skills or the will. Um, It's on Substack and uh, Substack has been promoting the idea that uh, local journalism can be self-sustaining and can be reader supported. And so this is a Substack that is that covers um, Sus- Western Sussex County, I would guess. So uh, Bridgeville, Greenwood, Seaford, Laurel, Del Mar, those kinds of places. Uh, they, they don't do a lot at the beach. Um, and the the gentleman who's running it, is a former is a former Gannett guy, and he was also at. Um, I don't know if he was at the Star Democrat at the same time I was, but he was he worked for that same company. The I don't remember. I've worked for too many publishing companies. We worked for the same <laughs> publishing company, and um, I'm going to be I'm going to be contributing the occasional feature um, and some meeting stories, which are so exciting. Um, and this week I remembered how much I hated listening to zoning meetings. So there was some <laughs> sort of kerfluffle on Facebook about uh, a, uh, about a coming development in Laurel. And so I, you know, freedom of information requested the, uh, the audio from the, uh, from the town. And the meeting was five hours no. long. Wow. 
I'm sorry, the recording is five hours long. I do not know if I'm going to listen to the whole thing. I'm about an hour and change in, and it's mostly people demonstrating their complete ignorance for how the development <laughs> process works. <laughs> and how I mean, taxes you're... work and how land use works. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, you were going to say something and I stepped on you. No, no. I, I mean, that's a... Like you really have to know. Yeah, I don't understand how people do like the the whole public freakout stuff. Like I've never watched even like a minor public freakout or somebody like challenging a uh, a board, a school board, a you know a zoning board, anything like that. Where I'm like, ooh, that's a really you know uh, like strong argument, like, or, or something that's changed my mind more often than not. It is just like, you are just showing your own, um, shortcomings. Well, I, I want to not defend them, but at least understand them a little bit. And Mm -hmm. of course I don't want to blame them. I want to blame television. You know, people, people see these slow clap moments at meetings on, in movies and on TV, and they think that that's how it goes. And yeah. they think that they're going to get an impassioned speech. They're going to give an impassioned speech and that people are going to be swayed by it. Right. And while that's possible, when you see it on television, it's being delivered by a professional actor who's practiced mm-hmm. saying it. They're not yep. really talking off the top of their heads. And, you know, for for someone we were talking about the the uh i i always say that philosophy should be you know everyone should have to take at least two years of philosophy when they go to college and you know the like the arguments weren't just flimsy but nonsensical you know Mm. essentially so far everyone's saying i'm mad and i'm afraid and why don't you care um and all that said, they're right. 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 <laughs> they're they're right to oppose this development and they don't know why and they yeah. don't know what to do about it and they're not going to they're not going to educate themselves about the process, you know. They're going to post things on Facebook like why didn't they teach this in history? Um, <laughs> you know, I I I I love I love to hear people complain about, you know, why didn't we learn this in school because as as someone who studied history, you did. You just didn't pay attention because you said history was boring. I know because <laughs> I was there and they did teach it. Right. Right. But I refused to be bored by it. So uh, they did teach it. They do. Yeah. teach it. Um, and so anyway, I'm excited about the feature. I, I think it's I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, the. The that is the cat, not the baby, if anyone can hear it and. Oh, I can't. I would let the baby scream. Uh, that's that's just the cat wanting to get let out. Um, the thing is, w- the developer said something that was really interesting, and this is what the feature is going to be about. So I'll let you know when it comes out, and you can read it. But he said, if we don't build it here, we're going to build it someplace else, right? And you're not going to get the benefits. And yeah, it's it's true, and it's horrible. Um, that if you build in town, you know, the town gets a tax revenue and they can hire more cops. If you build it in, if you build that near to town, but in the county, 
the town doesn't get any revenue. But if one of the places catches on fire, someone gets robbed, if the police still have to go out there. So you have to pay for more police without. Um, or pay for more policing. You, more without, policing more without, without the tax revenue to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what grosses me out about that isn't just that he's right. It's that the county would let them do that. Like yeah. the county, the county would say, yeah, no, you can build it here. And, you know, Laurel will just have to suck it. Um, that's, that's really not how government ought to work. Um, but he's right. And that's what's, what's going on. What's going to happen is this, this thing will get built. It's three or four years out and it will be a complete and utter disaster. And everyone will say, well, we went to that meeting and I was like, yeah, but you went to that meeting and just cried like little babies instead of asking pertinent questions. Yeah. And because of the way you presented yourself, the board didn't take you seriously. And since yeah. the board didn't take you seriously, now you have to live with this disaster of, uh, of a complex. Yeah. Um, which is, and it's, go ahead. And it's one of those things, actually, Natalie's just reading this book about, um, you know, food in America and uh, how the government is set up where it's, you know, money, money buys policy, not, not the will of the public. And so you have, um, you know, Coca-Cola, like uh, Coretta Scott King was going to show a documentary about the the dangers of sugar at the, I don't know, some Atlanta stadium. Well, that Atlanta stadium is owned or like sponsored by Coca-Cola. So they're like, yeah, no, you can't do that. in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. So like, (laughs) so like you can't like. Coca-Cola owns Atlanta. So if they, you know, don't want uh, a negative portrayal of their product uh, under the the basis of sugar or high fructose, whatever, you know, well, it's and, like and the same thing. And like p- even people coming to the, to the meeting, it's like that, like, like it's almost too late at that meeting, having worked for a developer in, 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 in the past, there's so much work that's already gone into making sure everything is right. And uh, I mean, and I'm not saying like greasing the skids. No, like, just being, just, being professionals. Like, I always just be, said, like, I go to on these, that path. When I used to cover the meetings, I would go and it would be me and six lawyers. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when I'm covering, like, when I'm covering Sussex County, I'm making, I don't know, like $15 an hour and yeah. all of the lawyers are making two and $300 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we want. You know, we, um, we will pay more for people to lie professionally than we will for them to tell the truth professionally. And it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, we participate in it. Like again, when you don't, when you don't buy local news, like I can't make a living writing about the things that no one can. If anybody mm-hmm. could make a living writing about it, then there would be better news, right. um, not happier news, but people, people could be more informed, but it's really so much easier to be mad um, or to be happy than to be confused and have to be okay with it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or to be ambivalent and have to be okay with it. But anyway, it's, uh, it's Delaware independent at Substack, uh, So probably Substack.com delawareindependent.com you can find it on my twitter you can find it just by googling it you can subscribe now for free eventually there will be a paywall for some of the content but that's not going to be very soon 
And uh, I'm going to write for it as much as I'm able, and I'm not going to get paid for everything that I write, but I really believe in this project. So cool. I wanted to share and promote it. And now I'm going to write 1500 words about, you know, sewer again that no one's going to listen to. And then like in five years, they're going to be like, who's putting those buildings there? Why are they doing that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why didn't anybody report on this? And yeah. again, I'm not coming to your door. You have to yeah. participate in this in civic life or keep your trap shut and live with the town that you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all I got. How about you? No, nah, I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, remember, at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say Day this. Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.